Zok the Gemara. Again, seven, eight lines from the bottom of Daf Yud Dalid Amud Beis. Here's what happened in the Mishnah. If we look back in the beginning of yesterday's Daf, so the Mishnah said we had a quote from Rabbi Hanina Segan Hakaihanim, who told us that the Kahanim weren't concerned about um, burning different levels of truma that became tummy together. Ah, it's, go, it's going to raise the level of tuma. The Kahanim weren't concerned. That was Rabbi Hanina Segan Hakaihanim. Rabbi Akiva, we had a discussion on yesterday's daf. Rabbi Akiva said, oh, also, by the way, when it comes to the oil, when you put oil into a ner, so um, Rabbi Akiva's uh, adding on, we had a machaikas yesterday, uh, one, one of two chidushim, that a shlishi could even become a rishon, there's no concern over there, that was the, that was the first opinion. And then all of a sudden in our Mishnah, after Rabbi Akiva's opinion, Amar Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir said in the Mishnah, from the words we learn. What words? What words? We quote Rabbi We quote Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi says, from the, from the words we learn. First of all, what words? Second of all, and if you're going to tell me it's the words of the beginning of the Mishnah, that's difficult. Because Rabbi Meir said, from their words we learn, you could burn... Tahar Truma with Tamei Truma on Erev Pesach. Where do you see it? If it's going on Rabbi, uh, um, Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Akiva, they never said you could take something that's totally Tahar and burn it with something that's Tamei. They never said it. They were talking about elevating and changing different levels of Tuma. So when Rabbi Meir says, oh, from their words we can infer this, and then what does Rabbi Yaisi respond? And I'm, I'm giving this introduction for a reason, because that's what this whole blot is going to be about. Rabbi Yaisi then says to Rabbi Meir, but you're saying it's not from any sort of measurement. Your words aren't measured. So this whole back and forth between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yaisi is very cryptic, and that's what today's daf is going to be focusing on. Zakti Gemara like this. Rabbi Meir says, from the, words we, from, the words, from their words we can learn that um, you're a, it's permitted to burn Tahar Chomets with Tamei Chomets, okay? When it's Shuma. Midivrayim Deman, whose words? Zok Yomari Lema Midivrayim What do you mean from his words? You can't infer anything. Hasam Tamei V'Tamei. In Rebbe Chinina's case, everything was already Tamei. There were just different levels of Tama. Hacha, but in Rebbe Meir's case, Tahar V'Tamei. He says, oh, you can infer that something that's Tahar, you can do with something Tamei? No Shaykhis, no connection. You can't infer that. So what do you going to say? He's going on Rabbi Akiva's words? Same thing. Me dummy. What's the connection? According to Rabbi Akiva's case, at max, we're dealing with something that were that um, there were both Tomei. One was puzzle, meaning one was Tomei. It just didn't have the ability to continue the Tuma. The other one did have the ability to continue the Tuma. But here Rabbi Meir is coming up something that's totally tar, can be burnt with something that's Tomei. Where did you get that from the words of our Mishnah? Nowhere. You didn't get that anywhere. So what do you say? Right? Says the Gemara. Ella, name Makasaba Rabbi Meir. Rather, what are you going to say? Rev Meir uh, Taka holds that Masnisim Avatoma Daraisa, that the, our mission is dealing with the Avatoma, which is Daraisa, and Vladatoma Darabonon, and, and we're dealing with a Vladatoma, a secondary Tuma, which is, which is Darabonon. That's not possible either. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's uh, not an option. Why? Because. Vladatum Darabon to be the Raisa Tahar Malya. 
because midaraisa something which is completely uh, something that's completely tar should have less of a reason that you could burn it together. It's less of a svar. Come on to today's daf, daf tesemaral. Umay midavreim. So, what does it mean when Rav Meir says, oh, from the words we learned that Tahar could be burnt with Tahar? Maybe it means you can learn that from Rabbi Chanina Sigana Kahanim. Why? Rabbi Chanina Sigana Kahanim, again, what was the problem initially? His case was different levels of Tumah. Rabbi Meir's inferring, oh, if different levels of Tumah can be burnt together, something that's Tahar must be able to be burnt with something that's Tameh. We said, no, no Shaykhs. What the Gemara is saying is as follows. If the case of Rabbi Meir, where it's permitted to burn Tahar Chametz with Tameh Chametz, is taking place during the sixth hour on Erev Pesach. So then, let's focus in. The sixth hour on Erev Pesach is Asr Midrabana. Biblically, you can have up until the seventh hour, right? The end, you have until the end of the sixth hour, which is Chatzos, which is midday. And then, the, the seventh hour becomes Asr. So if you're burning it in the sixth hour, we're dealing with something that is usr rabbinically. So when something is usr midr abonon, it's going to be usr bahana midr abonon as well during the sixth hour. And since it's already usr bahana, here's the chap of the whole thing. Since it's usr midr abonon bahana to even gain benefit from, nobody is transgressing anything when you burn truma that has no right to, for you to benefit from, even when it's usher midrabonon to benefit from. Meaning like this. Let's, let's talk outside. According to this tarot, you have to say as follows. When the Torah commanded us to not allow truma to become tameh, and that you have to be shomor, you have to guard and protect truma, it's only so that you don't turn anything which, is, which has a potential use into something tummy. But over here, where there's already an Isr Midrabanan to benefit, there's zero potential use. And therefore, there's no restriction whatsoever on burning something that is Asr Bahana Midrabanan. Even if it's tahar, together with something that's tummy, I is going to become tummy. But this is not a scenario where the Torah didn't allow me to make it tummy. The Torah allow, the Torah would allow me to make it tummy in this scenario, because since it's already aser behana on the truma, nobody can eat it anyway. It's dunsky, it's gone. So what's going to become truma in the fire? Said Amar Ishlagushim Bar Kapara. Ishlagush says the name Bar Kapara. Says Mastisim Baba Tuma Daraisa Vlada Tuma Daraisa. He says, no, we're not dealing with Darabonans. He says, our mission is dealing with two Tumas, both Daraisa. Umaymi Devreim. And what does Rebbeir Mimi Devreim? Not Rebbe Yakiva. Not Rebbe Chanina. You know what it is? Midivrei Rebbe Leazar Rebbe Yeshua. From the words Rebbe Leazar Rebbe Yeshua, uh, you can infer that Tahar Chamet Shuma could be burnt with Tamei Chamet Shuma. Now all of us are sitting here saying, uh, Shalom Aleichem to Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem Shalom. What is the Kiddush Levana here? Right? Who are you? Where are they? From the words of this, they're not in our Mishnah. They are, except the Gabara breaks it up. So now we need to be introduced to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, of Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Eliezer 
that Rabbi Meir was referring to. So who are these people that Rabbi Meir is saying? Who are these uh, tzaddikim? That Rabbi Meir is saying, from their words, you can infer that, ta- that Tara could be burnt with Toma. So the Gemara Baruch Hashem is going to help us out. Hi, Rabbi Yeshua. Which, where's Rabbi Yeshua? Where, where's he coming from? If it's the following opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, the Tanah we learned in the Mishnah. Chavis shall truma shenaylad la safek tuma. When you have a barrel of truma wine, where we're not sure whether it's becoming tummy. How are you not sure? Somebody tummy walked into the room. We don't know what he touched. Rebbe Liezer says, what's the status of this barrel of truma? What's the status? If the barrel was lying out in the open, then you have to assume that somebody touched it. And you got to put it on the side. Put it away. And if it was uncovered, then you, uh, you, you got to cover it. In other words, you always have to make sure it doesn't become more tummy. But keep in mind, it may not be Tameh at all. This is going to be a big idea. But just in case it's Tameh, you've got to make sure it doesn't become more Tameh. Now, if we would start using our minds to try to connect that to the halacha of our Mishnah, we find that in our Mishnah, we're different levels of Tameh, like Rabbi Hanina, Sagana, Kehana, where there's different levels of Tameh. Can a Shlishi now become a Rishon? Shani, he said, oh, we're the Kehana more concerned, right? From over here, you see that you, there is a concern about Raising levels of tuma from Rebbe Eliezer, because he's telling us even though it might be tuma, you still need to be more careful. Rebbe Yeshua, Aimer, Rebbe Yeshua says, Let's say it was lying off and covered over. Then you should put it out in the open. If it was covered, you got lena. Then you can uncover it. Okay, because Rebbe Yeshua holds that either way, since this is shuma. With a suffix tumma, because a tummy guy walked into the room and he's not around to ask. Guess what? It may not even be tummy in the first place. Maybe they even touch it. But because we don't know, and since we don't know, we can't use it, says Rev Yeshua, once you can't use the truma, you don't need to be concerned anymore about even becoming tummy or changing its levels of tumma. What do you see from this machlaikis? Between, in the, uh, at least what the Gemara is thinking right now. That Rebbe Eliezer, who tells us, you got to be concerned. Oh, just, first of all, it's suffix. Second of all, even if he did touch it, maybe people will touch it more and they get a higher level of tumma. So therefore, you got to put it away and be very careful. That was Rebbe Eliezer. Rebbe Shua says, listen, once something is even suffix tame, truma is suffix tame, leave it. You don't need to deal with it. Okay? You got lena. Now, so this is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. And it's this machlokas that Rabbi Meir is referring to when he says, and from their words, we learn, so on and so forth. Right? That's what he says. From their words, we learn that Tara, Truma, and Erev Pesach could be burnt with Tuma. Says the Gemara. But if it's this machlokas that he's referring to, me dummy, what's the connection between the wine and Chametz? Listen to this. There it's a grama. 
Here it's biyadayim. What does it mean there it's a grub? You have truma that's left out in a room. What happens if you leave it out? Are you making it tamay? No. You're giving it the potential to become tamay. Over here, by chametz, if I actively throw tohar and tameh in with my hands, I am actively being metame something tohar. And maybe there's a difference. And if there's a difference, then why would Rav Meir say, from the machlokas, Rav Lez and Rav Yeshua, who argue about potentially causing tumah? You could learn out that you can actively do something with your hands. That doesn't make any sense. There's a big nafkamina between actively making something tamay and allowing something to become tamay. So that can't be the machlaikas either that Rav Meir is referring to when he says, from their words we learn. Says the Gemara Azai. Ella rather, Hadar of Yeshua. Rather, when Rav Meir says, from their words we learn the halacha about truma, about tuma and tara, it's Ella Hadar of Yeshua. The Torah we learned in the Mishnah. Chavash al truma shish begat al yainu. All right. Quick introduction. And I was like to see this recently, which is why I'm able to put a picture to this. Um, there was a wine company that reached out to me a few, a few months ago to see whether um, I would consider giving them a, a kashrus. Now, I don't do kashrus. And I said, why don't you go to the OU, the Star K, the OV, whatever. They don't want to deal with a big company. They're, they're a little boutique place. They want to work with a private rabbi. So I called up my brother who works for the OU and my brother in Lakewood who has his own kasha. So I said, what do you think? They said, go, go look at it. You'll learn just from the process, and you'll let them know. Lamaisa, it's, it's very difficult for them to do, particularly wine, right? You have, you have the non-Jews handling it the whole time. It's a very difficult zach. Uh, they, they passed on it. Once I told that what happened was they always had a kosher symbol on their wine. And uh, they, they were looking for a new rabbi because their rabbi died. So I said, well, who was your rabbi? They gave me a name and never heard of him. And some rabbi in Michigan, a reform rabbi, they said he would walk around the vineyard and then give them a, a uh, uh, piece of paper that said that it's kosher. All right, so at least that's all they had. So, the, you know, and they would write on it, kosher with a magadav. That was it. That's what they were expecting me to do. So I went in there. <laughs> and I'm like breaking down each step of the process. Like, this is what's going to have to be done here. You're going to have to wait 12 months before you even have a chance to kosher this type of cask. You know? <laughs> they were like, what just happened? They didn't know what hit them. Um, but what happens is like this. They press the grapes. The grapes is dumped out. The grapes get pressed. And without using all the fancy words, basically, there's a, a number of steps in the refining of it. But it's constantly moving from higher levels to lower levels. The, in, in the, in, as the wine and the juice is being refined. So picture just, you know, uh, um, a, a big box, a humongous box, with holes on the bottom of it so that the juice can leak out to a lower box. Okay? See, here's what happened. If, let's say, you have... Um, Chulin wine that's already collected in the lower box. Now the chulin wine became tummy. Is there anything wrong with that? No, it's chulin, meaning it's, it's, it's like wine in our homes. It's not shuma. I'm, a, I'm not a kayan. I'm allowed to eat uh, chulin that's tummy. 
no problem. So we have regular classic chulin wine that became tummy. Now what happened is like this. They started crushing truma grapes and wine. Let's say it's already just a truma barrel that's on higher up. That gets a hole in it. Guess what's happening? It's usser for truma wine to become tame. So now you have the wine that's of truma. It's tahar. But it's starting to leak into the tame chulin. If it goes into the tame chulin, it's totally ruined. Everything's ruined. The chulin's ruined. The truma's ruined. I got an avera for making my truma tame. So now, all of a sudden, the barrel of truma that's about to leak, that's starting to leak down, tahar truma, that's starting to leak down into tame chulin, what is the guy supposed to do? What do you do? And to add to the problem, let's say the only thing I have to stop the flow from the truma is a tame pan. So if I take a tummy pan and actively catch the truma, I may save some truma from becoming tummy. But what's also happening is, is that instead of me only allowing the truma to drip, it wasn't my, it was just dripping. Now I'm actively with my yadayim causing tumma to come to the truma. Because I'm purposely, I'm, not, I'm purposely bringing the pan to it. Okay, you get the difference? One is a misa. Please ask if I'm not being clear. The question is, can I do a misa of causing tumma even though it's going to be damage control? Or do I do shava al taisa? Do nothing, but if I do nothing, I'm not doing an action of it, but if I do nothing, I may lose all the truma, and I'm allowing the truma to become tummy. That's the issue that we're dealing with right here. So listen to this. Rabbi Meir is referring to the following Discussion. The tonight we learned in the Mishnah. If you have a, a barrel of truma that broke on a higher level in a wine press, another is What's going to be? It's all going to drip and become tummy. If you could at least save one revius of truma that remains tar, yatsil. You should actively be metame everything else to save, salvage that one revius. But if you can't save a revius, Rabbi Lazar says, let it be. Back off. Let the damage happen. You don't need to get involved. Better to do that than to bring a pan and, and to you to actively uh, maybe save a few drops. Rabbi Shua says, no, that... Um, uh, you can even bring a pan over and, and see what you can do. You know, even if it's a few drops and you're and it means you're that you'll save, but you're actively being matame, that's okay. Now, what's happening over here is like this. It's on this statement that Rabbi Meir says, Oh, you learn from here that Tahar Chametz can be combined with Tame Chametz. Uh, chametz Shuma can be burnt with Tame Chametz Shuma. This is the statement. Says the Gemara, Iyachi, if this is the potential connection, Haimi Devreim, what does Rav Meir mean from their words you can learn that you can burn it together? 
Midvaravi Baila, it should be from the words of Rabbi Yeshua, you learn that you could be Matire, you, you, uh, you could be Matame the, the Tara, because Rabbi Lazar held you're not allowed to do that. Rabbi Lazar says you can't. Rabbi Yeshua was one who says you can. So Rabbi Meir say, should say from the words of Rabbi Yeshua, Midvarav, from the words of Rabbi Yeshua, you see, you're allowed to be Matame, something to her when it's about to be lost anyway. Chum was about to be lost, going into Chulin, and the Chumat is about to be lost, is going into the fire. So the Gemara says, Hachikamah. He does mean, you're right, it's from the words of Rabbi Yeshua. What do you mean from their words? He means from the same achlekas we have over there, we can learn that you could even be metayer, lefi shitas, Rabbi Yeshua. They konami, they could infer this is taka, what's happening, diktani. Rabbi Meir said, since there's that they're both maskim, that when you have tar and, ta- and truma, that they need to be burned separately. Shema Mino, you learn from here that he's using their machlaikas. Rabbi is using the machlaikas, Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua, as his source. But he's only using Rabbi Yeshua, his opinion, to be the proof as to why it's permitted to burn together. Period. Gavaldi. All right. And similarly, Rav Nachman says the name of Rabbi Baravua. Mishra dealing with both Av. That the truma that you're being metame over here, we're dealing with not rabbinical issues or truma, like that was the potential first answer. We're following this answer. That Rabbi Meir is not going in this machlaikas. We're not dealing with rabbinical issues. Like, remember, the first shot we gave was Rabbi Meir was only going in the opinion when, ta- when uh, the truma became tame midravana. The second opinion we're in now is that no, it could even be daraisa, and he's referring to the machlaikas, Rabbi Lezer, and Rabbi Shua. Gemara says this, that you could infer this. From the words, doesn't mean from the words of the rabbis of Tumah, rather it means from the words of Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua. Period. That's the end of that answer. Not the end of the sugya, end of that answer. We're now going to ask a strong question on this terrace. Okay? Now, what was this answer? Let's quickly review this outside. The answer was. The Mishnah had an opinion of Khanina Sagan Kahana. Then we gave the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Both of them allowed something that's Tomei to go up in levels of Tumah. Comes along Rabbi Meir. From their words, you could learn something totally Tahar is allowed to be burned with something totally Tomei. Our question was, how is that possible? You don't learn it out from their words at all. The answer is, it's from the words of Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Eliezer by the wine press. That's where we're learning it alpha. Okay? And that's, what, that's now shot in the Mishnah in Rabbi Meir. Let's ask a challenging question on this. Ace, Rabbi Lev Nachman, Rabbi Lev Nachman, Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Yosei, and Rabbi Lev right? The need about whether you could burn Chametz at Tar with Chametz at Tomei is no connection at all to the wine press. Why? Kishi, the Rabbi say, no, Amaidu, when the Rachachamim gave testimony, meaning in our Mishnah, about, oh, what the guy I'm doing to base on Mikdash? If you're dealing with the Kahanim, we're never concerned about burning tahar meat with tummy meat. What type of meat? If we're dealing with meat that's like a secondary tuma, it's a rishon or a sheni. That we say, oh, you could burn that with an avatuma. Zet tummy vizet tummy. They're both tummy. Okay. So then there's no chiddush. And when it comes to the Rabbi Akiva scenario of the oil. Where the oil became tummy by touching somebody who went to the mikvah but did not yet have shkia. It could be lit in a candle that's an avat that touched an avatoma and it is avatoma. Is that possible? Is that tummy? You both you have problems already on the, the so the lamp is an avatoma. 
The oil is already uh, puzzle as it is. It's not tummy because it can't give off tumma, but it's already puzzle. Okay, either one's got an issue. But afanu maidim, but shuma shittis vablana tumma, shesarvis om shuma shittis vablana Everybody agrees to that, that once something's tummy, you could do it with something, you could burn it with something tummy, let it touch. But here's, listen to this. How can you burn something that's tolui with something that's tummy? Listen to this Gemara beauty. Where's your emuna and bitachin? Shema yava yeliyahu v'yitarena. When you have a suffix tumah, we said you're allowed to burn it with avade tumah. Remember the case where you had the vat in the room, a guy walked in, we didn't know whether he touched it. So Rabbi Leezer said it's okay. You know, Rimla, Rimla, the opposite. Rabbi Leezer says it's a problem. Right? You got to hide it, make sure it doesn't get a higher level of tumma. Rabbi Yeshua said, not a problem. Yeah, once it's tummy, it's tummy. Why? Uh, it might not even be tummy, though. Says Rabbi Yeshua, yeah, but you're not allowed to use it. So once it's not usable, it's not usable. Says the Gemara. What about Eliyahu and Avi showing up in two minutes and letting us know Mashiach's coming and we could ask him all the questions in the world and he'll tell us it's not actually not Tameh and if you do burn it, you're going to end up burning something that's actually tar. Mashiach's coming. And have pickle on Nicer and Tameh. When you have pickle Nicer and Tameh. Now pickle and Nicer and Tameh we're familiar with from, from Kajim, but pickle basically in a nutshell is any uh, Kajim that was that was uh, used and produced shalay lishma for the wrong uh, had the wrong uh, mindset. Nisar is leftovers that's not permitted to be leftover. Something that became tummy. Now pigle and nisar never became tummy. However, as we learned in Zvachim, the chachamim, the uh, rabbinically we put a, an element of tuma on it, so people should stay away from it. Okay. So pigle, nisar, and tummy. Beisham Yerim Beishamai says in the Sofik Achas you cannot burn these things altogether. Beisol says that you are allowed to burn it together, okay? In other words, the first opinion is that, listen, you could, once it, the Rabbanan said it's considered Tameh, you could burn it with Tameh. Be the rice, it's not Tameh. Once the Rabbanan says it's Tameh, you could even burn it together something. It's Tameh, you could touch Tameh. Basil says, that, that was uh, Basil. Basil says you can't. Then let's look at the next phrase in the Mishnah. What did we say on Daf Yudal and Aleph? How did we start out today? Nebuchadnezzar's Ghana Kahanim testified about the Kahanim not being careful with Truma, with the meat. Rabbi Akiva said, same thing with the oil. You don't have to be concerned. Rabbi Meir said, from their words we learn that you're allowed to burn tar chametz with tamay chametz. Rabbi Yaisi says back to him, what are you talking about? Your words don't add up to what was just said. Ask the Gemara. Now that we explain, Rabbi Meir was not referring to Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Hanin Kahanim. Rather, Rabbi Meir was referring to the Machlekas, Rabbi Leazar and Rabbi Yeshua. So why is Rabbi Yaisi now asking on him, Rabbi Meir, you're not making sense. He is made, he, his words do measure up, right? Because Rabbi Lez and Rabbi Shur were, argue, were arguing about a case where your mamish had something that was potentially tar, could be burnt with something tummy. And still, you're, you don't need to be concerned. Rabbi Meir says, oh, from there you learn about how you burn your chametz. 
Says Rabbi Yaisi, what are you talking about? It's a connection. There is a good connection. So now, now the Gemara is asking on Rabbi Yaisi. According to what we're asking now, and Ataka makes sense, so why is Rabbi Yaisi now saying it doesn't make sense? Now that we've made sense of it. So what's the question? Rabbi Nachman says, Rabbi Yaisi, lavadaite. That's because Rabbi Yaisi didn't realize what Rav Meir was referring to when he said, when he said, uh, He thought that he was, he was going on the first part of the Mishnah. So Rav Meir responded. He said, no, I'm not, I'm not going on the Chanidus Kahanim. I'm not going on that. I'm going on the other Machlaikas. He says, oh, Vidur Rabbi Shua, even according to Bishua, it's not a great connection. Because Rabbi Lazar and Bishua both agree. So why Taka doesn't it make sense? Why Taka is he asking it doesn't make sense? It does make sense. We just made total sense of it because we see you could do something that's tar with something tameh. Listen to this answer. Says the Gemara. Rabbi Yaisi is telling Rabbi Meir, your words still don't add up. You know why? Because your whole proof from Rabbi Yeshua that something that was Tahar, the cracked barrel of Truma, you're allowed to actively be it. So you see, since something anyway is about to become Tameh and be ruined, you could do it with your hands. That was Rabbi Yeshua's opinion. You could be metame something with your hands since it's going to go to waste anyway. So the same thing that's going to be thrown into the fire is going to waste anyway, Besed. Okay? Says the Gemara, no. Maybe Rabbi Yeshua is only of the opinion that you're permitted to do that when if I don't stop it, the guy is going to take a tremendous loss from all of his chulin wine. The guy's got a whole box of chulin down on bottom that's about to get ruined. He's going to lose uh, $5,000. So maybe over there, Rabbi Yeshua says, oh, 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 listen, if, it's going to, if, if, if the barrel's broken and this is going to waste anyway, you can actively stop it to protect the chulin. You're, a guy doesn't have to take a $5,000 loss. Uh, the but over here, when it comes to the fire... You're burning everything anyway. You're not saving any money. So maybe Rabbi Shua only allows me to actively be metame when I'm saving Yiddish Gelt, Jewish money. When I'm not saving Jewish money, maybe he's not going to allow me to burn my tahar truma with my tame truma. Why? In our mission also. One second. When it comes to burning the chametz, if we're going to start saying that you've got to burn everything separately, so now you've got to spend money on wood. Where's the right? The firewood you could buy in the gas station. Yeah? All right, that's the end. Right? If you lose, lose a lot of wine, Rabbi Yeshua is mocked. But otherwise not. This, period. In other words, this is Rabbi Yishu's response. Let's go over this klar now. Let's review the Mishnah according to what we're holding in the Gemara. You have the opinion of Chinus Ganikahana. You have the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Comes along Rabbi Meir and he says, from their words we learn, you could you could do you could burn Tahar Chametz Truma with Tameh Chametz Truma. Ask the Gemara that doesn't make sense from whose words, right? We had one attempt to say it from the words of the Rabban. 
Now we're saying, in Rav Nachman's opinion, it's not the words, it's not dealing with Tomed uh, Rabbanon, rather it's the words of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. On that, Rabbi Yaisi says, it doesn't, I don't, I'm not, says Rabbi Yaisi, I'm not following you, Rabbi I'm not following your train of thought. What's the connection? Why? I, Rameir, has a very good connection. Says Rabbi Yaisi, no. Because the, in the case of Rabbi Yeshua, there's a potential uh, loss of a lot of money. And maybe that's where Rabbi Yeshua allows you to be metame something that's going to go to waste anyway. But in a case where there's no loss of money, who says Rabbi Yeshua would say that this is mamish what you're supposed to be doing. You have no proof to that, and that's what's bothering Rabbi Yaisi about Rabbi Meir's opinion. Period. The Machlaikas over here is during the sixth hour prior to the Isr Daraisa of Abushava, but once we're dealing with an Isr Daraisa, once in the seventh hour. Everybody agrees that the Tahar Truma and the Tame Truma, both are Chametz, are permitted to be burnt together because now even me Daraisa, it's Asr Bahana'a, which the Gemara is going to clarify why this is. You know why we need to take this as a premise. And what does it mean for, from the words of the Chachamim? It doesn't mean that it's also midrabon. It means It means the words of of Rabbi Chanina Siganakahanim. Now I want you to bear in mind with me what the Gemara is going to do right now is simply go through the same back and forth for a few steps that we had a little earlier. We're just going to, we're, we're going through this, it's going to be the same Svaras, okay? We're just, we're just, it wasn't Rabbi Yechanan talking before, but the same way we are tearing apart this, the earlier statement of Rav Meir, we're just going through this again, following just within their opinion of Rabbi Yechanan, because Rabbi Yechanan now said a statement that you should know the whole discussion in the Mishnah is during the sixth hour, not during the seventh hour, and based upon that statement, we're now going to ask the same back and forth. So, we're asking, maybe Midavreya means that it's, a, a, is it referring to the Rebchinus Ganakahan, the Lach of Rebchinus Ganakahan, and he says back to Rav Zeri, he says, in, yeah, Rabbi Yechanan thought that Midavreya is referring to the Lach of Rebchinus Ganakahan, and not to the Machlaikas, like we were saying, Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua. Itmar Nami, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, Mastis and Babatoma Daraisa, Vladatoma Darabon, our Miss is dealing with where you have a Abatoma Daraisa and a Vladatoma Darabon, and that that's where. Rabbi Hanin Hanan said, you are allowed to burn those meats together. And when Rav Meir says, from their words, we learn that you're allowed to do Tara and Tama. That's me, Rabbi Hanin Hanan. From his words itself, you can learn that. Everybody agrees that during the seventh hour, you could zikr, burn it together. As we'll explain why. If, if you don't have clear why it's so simple, the Gemara is going to let us know quite shortly. Says the Gemara, let's, and let's prove it from the Brisa. Again, like I said, it's going to be the same back and forth. You can't do it, even though, uh, uh, not even though, because there's different types of Toma, and the Pigol and the Naisar is only Midrabana, and the Toma is Daraisa. You're not allowed to burn different types of Toma together, but Bishel said it's okay. Bishel says, you're allowed to burn it together. So you see, you have a Brisa of saying, uh, like Rabbi Echanan. They are allowed to burn different levels of tumma together. So the Gemara says, no, shiny awesome, that Machlekes Bisham Bishil, by Pigol and Iser, is different to Islu Tumma Midra Bonon. That is dealing with something that already, that, that everything was tummy. One was tummy the right, so one was tummy the Rabbonon. The Tanana, Pigol and Iser, Metame Sayadayim. Like we said, Pigol and Iser, Midra Bonon, is Metame the hands. 
So you have no proof to Rabbi Yechidon who's talking about Tara and Tumah because there that's talking about Tumah and Tumah. Maybe we'll prove it from here. If you have old bread, where it's not fit for people to eat. It's moldy. Humans aren't going to eat this bread. But it's Roy Lachilas Kelev. It's fit for a dog to eat. That's Metametumas Eichlin. If something touches a tummy, if it's the size of an egg, it's now Pesach, And it's also permitted to be burnt with things that are tummy on Pesach. So you see that something that is tummy Midarabon is permitted to be burnt together with the, with the other Tumah. Shiny Hasam Dafra Ba'amru. Here's the catch. Something that is moldy is not even considered food. It's not even food. So this that we say you could prove Rabbi Echanan because you see you're allowed to throw the moldy bread into the fire. It's not bread. If it would be called bread, you'd have a proof. But now that it's not even called bread, you have no proof. So we're still stuck. We have no proof that Rabbi Echanan is correct. In his understanding. Again, what was Rabbi Echanan's halacha? That the whole discussion in our Mishnah, and Rabbi Akiva, and then comes along Rabbi and Rabbi Yaisi, says Rabbi Echanan, that was only during the sixth hour, during the seventh hour, everybody's going to agree you're permitted to burn it. We don't have a source for him. We don't have a proof for him. So let's keep going. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, my maide. If it's taka true, that this is just the reality. Rokhinus Ganakahanim is telling us the reality that happens in the base of Mikdash. What does he what does your BAC mean when he says, first of all, Reb Meir, your words don't have Mida. Yeah, they don't measure up. And secondly, Reb Lazar and Yeshua both agree. Rabbi Meir wasn't talking about their opinion according to this. According to this approach, Rabbi Meir was going in Reb Khaninus Ganakahanam. According to Rabbi Yechanan, Reb Meir is referring to Khis Ganakahanam. So what's Rabbi Yaisi saying? Oh, Rabbi we're not talking about them anymore. The Gemara says, Azov. Here's how you read the mission. You're not confused enough? Let's try to straighten it out. This is Rabbi says to Rabbi Yeshua, who's Mekel. And he says that you're allowed to burn different things together. Even when it's not Tame, he Mekel. When is Rabbi Yeshua Mekel? Betluya Utmeya. That's by the barrel that was in the room and the guy walked in and we don't know if he touched it. So now it's a suffake. I can't use it. It's taloy. It's hanging. But guess what? Tuma, truma, that has a suffake tuma, you're not allowed to burn it. You leave it till it like spoils. You just leave it off to the side. But you still can't use it. And when it's taloy, when it's hanging, you can't use it. Betluya utmeya. Rabbi Yeshua is lenient when you have something that is like a suffix tumma and something that is totally tumma. That's where he says you can put it together. But over here, the case of our Mishnah by Tahar Chametz and Tame Chametz, why? Rabbi Meir never said that. As the Gemara Yachi, if it's not true, that Rabbi Meir is talking about Rabbi Yeshua's then what's Taka Rabbi? Same thing we had earlier on. Now what's Rabbi Yaisi's question? If Rabbi Meir is not going in a Fiyaz Ganakahanam and he says, from the words Fiyaz Ganakahanam, we learn that you're allowed to do Torah with Tama, and we just explained why that makes sense. So why is Rabbi Yaisi challenging him for it? It doesn't make sense. It makes a lot of sense. So Rabbi Yaisi says, no. 
because uh, Rabbi Yossi is asking on Rabbi Meir as follows. We're dealing with meat that became tame through a liquid that's a reshon litoma. Again, it's a piece of meat that is becoming tame because it touched a liquid that's a reshon litoma. The other Rabbi Meir litame, Rabbi Yaisi litame. And um, each one is consistent with their own reasoning. I'll explain to you this halacha in just a moment. Rav Meir letamei da'amar Thomas Mashkin letamei acherim derabbanon. He says Mashkin is letamei things derabbanon. However, Rav Yosi letamei da'amar Thomas Mashkin letamei acherim is da'iraisa. One's the derabbanon. One holds it's da'iraisa. Okay, and I'm going to explain it. Just give me a second. Just give me a second. I want to keep reading, and then we're going to say this all outside. Titania, because going to the brayza top of tomorrow's daf tazayin amad aleph. Suffolk Mashkin Latame. If you're in doubt whether something became Tuma through a drink, Tame, then the halacha is it's Tame. Latame Achirim. But about whether a drink made something else Tame, Tahar. Dibir Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Lazar Aimer Kedvar, Rabbi Lazar Gizra Meir, Rabbi Yudah Aimer Lakol Tame. That anything that touches a Tame drink, everything becomes Tame, even when it's a Suffolk. Rabbi Yasi, Rabbi Shimon Aimerim, Laichlam Tameim. For food, it's Tame, Lakalim Tahirim. Period, end of this entire discussion for Caleb Mitzkar. All right, now let me explain. Let's take a minute or two just to, just to uh, wrap up today's daf. There's something which we're going to find throughout Shas, a general machlokas, which is do you darshan a word the way that it is read, or do you darshan a word the way that it is written? Some words, for example, by the halachas of Tumah, the Torah tells us, kiyutan mayim. When you, when you place water on foods, it's now capable of becoming Tumah. Now, the word yutan is spelled in the Torah. If you open up a cloth, it's spelled yur tof nun. If I were to see the letters yur tof nun in the Torah, and remember, there's no vowels. There's no nakudos in the Torah. Whenever you see, you're tough nun. If you ever read it, yutan, you're wrong. The word is yitain. Yud tough nun is yitain. It happened, yitain means water is placed on it. We happen to have a mesora that in that part of the Torah, yud tough nun is yutan. But if I were to write Yutaf on a paper and show it to you with no vowels, if somebody were to say Yutan, I would be shocked. Because really, that's not how you're supposed to be reading it. All right? In other words, what's, it's called a Cree and a Ksiv. The, the, the Ksiv is the way a word is written, and a Cree is the way that the word is read. By liquids, there's a big machlokas as to its power of giving Tumah. Because it says as follows in the Torah, any food that water comes on, ready? Any food that water touches it, yur, tes, mem, aleph. Yud tes, mem, aleph. Is yud tes, mem, aleph yitame, or is it yitma? There's a huge difference as to the translation. Yitame means any time liquid touches a food, Yitame, it can now make something else tame. It can be mitame. The food that the water touched can now make tumah. 
But if it's yitma, that means it became tame, but it can't continue the tumma. Yitame means it's capable of being contagious. Yitma means it has a vaccine. Even if the virus stays in, it ain't going anywhere. All right, that's yitma. Stays in one place. This is the machlekes that we just discussed in the last few lines of, uh, of the Gemara. This is Rav Meir and Rabbi Yaisi. Meaning Rabbi Meir says that if you have a doubt whether a liquid touched something, so then if it's that thing that the liquid touched, it might be coming. But if this thing touches something else, don't worry about it. Because Rav Meir learns the whole halacha of Tumas Mashkin. Remember, there's four categories of things that, that uh, create Tuma. Adam, Kalim, Ochlin, and Mashkin. According to Rav Meir, Mashkin only has the ability to give off Tuma to what it touches, but that can never continue. Rabbi, um, Rabbi uh, Eliezer Rabbi Yaisi, who, who argued on Rabbi Meir? I'm getting confused. Um, Rabbi Meir was was Ledevrehem. Uh, Rabbi Meir was consistent, uh, and Rabbi Yaisi Letamei. Rabbi Yaisi, yeah. Rabbi Yaisi argues. Rabbi Yaisi says that Mashkin can continue to give off, and therefore, like Kol even if you have a suffix, whether a liquid touch something, yeah, something that that touches also has the capabilities of becoming tummy. Why? Because of this approach that we just said. That was the last step of the Gemara. That there's a machlekas whether the word yud tes mem aleph is yitma it becomes tame but it can't continue or is it yitame that it may even continue. All right, we'll hold it here and bezrem tomorrow night at seven thirty. We will pick up from a few lines down on daf tezayin.